0: Good morning everyone. As I consider the mercy and justice and diversity journey that PBC has been on, I am reminded of the words of Nelson Mandela. When he wrote in his book Long Walk to Freedom, he said, I have walked that long road to freedom. I have tried not to falter. I have made missteps along the way. But I have discovered the secret that after climbing a great hill, one only finds that there are many more hills to climb. I have taken a moment here to rest, to steal a view of the glorious vista that surrounds me, to look back on the distance I have come. But I can only rest for a moment, for with freedom comes responsibilities, and I dare not linger For my long walk is not ended. Our walk has not ended. And what has happened in the past few days across the world highlights this truth for us. As we know, our world is in crisis. On the one hand, we have a pandemic that started at the beginning of the year that is having devastating effects on countries and communities around the world. While on the other hand, we have another crisis that has been raging for generations. You see, the the coronavirus attacks the respiratory system, finally causing difficulty with breathing, and the sufferers end up having to go on ventilators. Racism not only choked the breath out of the lungs of people of colour, But systemic racism has made sure that the knee of the oppressor has been firmly forced onto the necks of people of colour and held there. Here in our own country, we have a very deep, dark history of racism. Taking on the baton from colonialism, the system of apartheid has ensured the survival Of a crime against humanity. A system that has shaped our country and our very lives. And the things that have been happening in the United States over the past few days that have spread across the world has opened up for us again as South Africans old wounds. Now, this morning I'm not going to preach you a sermon. But I do want to be very candid with you and I want to share with you some thoughts that I have that I believe most people of colour share about where we are regarding racism in our own country. Now we have come a long way, but the walk that lies ahead of us is equally long. Now but the thoughts that I want to share with you are pointed in particular, to my white brothers and sisters. And some of what I want to share may make you feel uncomfortable, but I hope that you will be able to stay in this discomfort for this moment. As I share with you, I am aware that not all white people are racist, and many of the white people who I know are engaged in acts of reconciliation and restitution So let me start with why this is important. Now if you are a white brother or sister, let me ask you, how often do you think about race? Let me tell you that most people of color think about race most every day. We don't think about it because we want to, or because we romanticize it, or because we like it. We think about race because we are reminded about it by the system that we are in, whether we like it or not. This system that we are in has racial ideologies at its core that has over generations entangled blackness with a superfluous and ancient fear of dirt and dishonesty and sin and impurity, while whiteness is considered to be pure and clean, heroic and honest. So this is why when when you encounter a person of color, you are suspicious of them because you believe you are superior to them. And they are suspicious of you because they know that you believe you are superior to them. This system that we are in isn't broken. It was designed and made this way. And we see examples of that all over our city, and we see examples of it all over our country. Our city, Cape Town, was not designed for people to live together in harmony. In Cape Town we have all of the very best spaces taken up by those who are privileged, who are predominantly white, while those who aren't privileged, who are predominantly people of colour, have been located on the Cape Flats and faraway areas where these desirable spaces are only a dream. And the vast majority of people who are on the outskirts who are marginalised are people of colour. So when we see, as people of color, how much momentum has been created across the world right now, with the message of Black Lives Matter, which, by the way, is a message that people of color have been communicating for generations, and we see the crowds of people who have come out to shout with us that racism must end, we begin to think... Could it be possible that finally our white brothers and sisters will hear us and act? Until we truly believe that we are all created equal in the image of God, we will not move beyond racism and we will not move beyond prejudice. Until you acknowledge with me that we have a problem, That requires your input my white brother and sister nothing is going to change secondly it has always been puzzling to hear from you my white brothers and sisters how seemingly naive you are about how oppression has over time impacted on the lives of people of color i believe it is of paramount importance To understand our history, as it will help you understand the pain that people of color have. So you can understand why all of these people are protesting and have been protesting for generations. So you can understand that saying, why can't these people just get over it? doesn't help and is insensitive and it demonstrates a lack of empathy. So our history as as people of colour is laced with open wounds that have not healed. Two weeks ago I was asked to pray in one of our services and I prayed a prayer in the language of my ancestors. It is a language that is on the brink of going extinct. And there is literally now a handful of people who are still able to speak it fluently in our country. And so when I drive through the Cape Flats and I look at people who look like me and who sound like me, I see a people who have become so far removed from their heritage that most of them don't even want to be called bearers of Khoisan genes. That is what colonialism and racism has done to us. For all of us, racism is like white noise in the background. We've gotten so used to it that we don't even hear it anymore, and so we've just gotten on with our lives Because it's become so normalized, it's not even questioned. And so here we are, 26 years into our democracy, still fighting this battle that has been raging for generations. So let me implore you, my white brothers and sisters, find the answer to the questions of why we are here, now, for yourself. For the sake of our relationships, and dare I say for the sake of the kingdom. Finally, if you remember only one thing about what I say this morning, I hope it will be this. As a white brother or sister, we need you to understand that you have a disproportionate responsibility to lead in reconciliation. And generally speaking, my white brothers and sisters, you have not done enough in the opinion of people of color in our country. There there is this forgiveness tool that Pastor Craig has taught us, and we will probably be engaging it again. But it speaks about repentance and lament. It speaks about forgiveness. It speaks about reconciliation It speaks about restitution. Now the quality of our reconciliation, the quality of the relationships that we are going to have, is affected when forgiveness is offered, yet repentance has not been sought. So basically I think what I'm trying to describe is that we've forgiven you for what you've done to us, but you haven't even asked for forgiveness. In fact, you've argued about giving back what has been taken. Now, I'm just, I'm just trying to help you to understand what people of colour are thinking. Now, think, think about this for a minute. How many relationships have you been in as a white person where you have been wronged and you go to the person who has wronged you and say to the person, I forgive you for what you've done to me. And the person who you forgive remains unrepentant. And on top of it, you have to be okay with not receiving back what has been taken from you. This is what is expected from people of colour. So, we are asking you, to lay down the privilege that enables you to walk away from this conversation. We are asking you to take the risk of rejection with us. We are asking you to take the risk of saying the wrong thing. We are asking you to take the risk of being embarrassed or exposed with us. We want you to own this Situation as much as people of color do. It is not fair that we have to bear this burden alone. And do this not merely as a mercy to us, but own it as a people who are as complicit as we are, as a people who need this restoration as much as we do. Please. In closing. Jesus said in Mark chapter 3 and verse 25. If a house is divided against itself. That house cannot stand. The division caused by racism. Not only in our country but across the world. Is a major hindrance that separates and renders ineffective the body of Christ and its mission on earth of making disciples of all nations. The bride of Christ is to be actively making disciples amongst people of every tribe, of every tongue, of every language and of every race. And this is the ultimate goal of reconciliation. Mission. To be able to reach diverse people together. So let me ask you again. Take this, my white brothers and sisters, as Christ's calling upon your life. As much as I feel it a calling on my life. In closing, there is so much more that must be said. So much more than must be spoken of concerning this issue. And I've only just but barely touched on a few things. And so our Mercy and Justice Ministry will be hosting courageous conversations over the next few weeks. And the details of that will be communicated through our various platforms. Can I pray for us this morning? Father, we thank you that you are our Father, even though we are brothers and sisters who fight amongst each other. Thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for us that takes us beyond this. Even though we have to struggle and battle with this ministry of reconciliation that you have given to us. Father, won't you come and work in our hearts, Come and help us to reshape our worldviews. Help us to see that we need each other. Help us to forgive. Help us to repent. Help us to practice restitution. Because we earnestly desire to see your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name.